Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I'm joined by Birdie. Hi, how's it going? 40. Buonasera. And Ham. Uh, hi, how's it going? And I am your host, Tim Apple. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> what is that? That's a... So, uh, yeah, it's a... We're keeping you up with uh, constant uh, or, US, or current news. Yeah. Uh, in the US, Donald Trump uh, somehow doesn't realise that not everybody has their business <laughs> oh. named after their last name. <laughs> so, it's no longer Tim Cook, it's Tim Apple. And then when he was asked about it later, he said, I said, Cook... Very, 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 very quietly in between <laughs> Tim and Apple. Tim Cook Apple. Um, so if you get caught out in a lie, um, double down. Just admit to it and move on. No, double down. That's what everything everything tells you. Yeah. Just well, like Laurie Daly that, should have about his comments about Penrith. Just like double Penrith. down. Yeah, it seems to be that uh, in quotation marks, process crimes um, or, is, is how like they're referred a, to now. Like a certain now, just don't tell anyone. <laughs> yes, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but on the positive news, rugby league's back this Sunday, um, so we'll we'll try be as we'll positive as we Thursday. can. Well, the real the one, rugby league starts the one, the on one Sunday. That the ones that matter. Exactly, Ham. Yeah. Um, so let's just run. Sorry, looking over the agenda quickly, we're going to run over last week's junior reps, then have a look at some news, including that news about Terrapo Kayser. We didn't touch on last week, which we should have, um, but we'll do that now. Uh, injuries, and then the NRL's new no-fault stand-down rule, which is now in place, <laughs> and then have a look at the preview. So we've got 10 grades in action. Oh, sorry, nine grades, because Flegg have a global buy. Um but let's jump into it to start off with Tasha Gales. Uh, very convincing win over the Sharks, 32-10 to at McCready Park on Saturday. Try scorers, uh, Logo with two, Eh-Eh with one, Akabu with one, Fua and Futialo with one as well. Akabu is uh, three off the boot and Futialo with one off the boot. Good on him. That's the game I should have been down at. Instead of checking out the Redfern. Oh man, I'll, I'll talk more about the guys, but no, good on them for. I think that's their third win of the year. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, so they've gone past last year's um, win two wins. So you know, fantastic work from all the girls and the coaching staff there to bring them right up. I'm not sure what the crossover is of um, player talent, but you know they're doing something right there. So yeah, fantastic yeah, I, work. I caught the highlights this afternoon. When I was um, poking around waiting for the Wednesday team was coming out, and Jesus, some like good athletes in that team. Looking at some of those tries, like big, powerful, and, and pretty mobile. So they've um, done a good job either recruiting or developing or both. And um, like we said last week, credit to Joan um, Joan Oliver for uh, you know sticking through a pretty rough um, you know start to the campaign going back last year, and you know the the just rewards for the girls and for the coach are coming through this year. So, just on that, sorry, I think they've had two losses. I'm just getting it up. Yeah, because it's the sixth uh, round this week. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. apologies. So, they've lost two games, but they're currently sitting fifth on the table, tied with the Dragons, 
and only one team remains undefeated, which is the five-win Steelers, and then Knights and West Tigers are four and one, sitting in second and third position, respectively. So we're tied fourth in that competition, where last year we were right down in the bottom four. So, um, as you said before, a credit to the the women, and also a credit to the to the club as well, having that off-season where they had uh, all teams training combined. Um, I, I assume a couple of those sessions were were quite helpful towards their development and the current position on the ladder at this stage in the 2019 season. All right, next was a defeat, unfortunately, in the Harold Matthews, 32 to the South to 14 Eels, and Souths have been rolling pretty well in that grade, um, but first there was three tries to the Eels, uh, one to Kalachi, one to Wright, and one to Ham. You want to I say know, that I, name I, for I, me? I, I didn't score. <laughs> I definitely didn't. I was watching. I wasn't... Oh, you're talking about Joshua um, Lelaloatu? Is that the... Here we are. I, I didn't go. want to butcher that, so I thought I'd hand <laughs> off to you guys. <laughs> just just roll for it and see what comes out. and It's, you know, like a box of chocolates. Josh L. There you jo- go. Big Josh L, yeah. Yeah. Um, they did really well in the first half, I thought. They were um, close. I think it was even at the break, I'll wasn't give it? You, I'll give you the score at halftime, where are we? It was, it was even ten at the break. Ten at the break. That's right. Yeah, they were, they were doing really well, and especially with um, South Sydney being undefeated, and they have a superstar fullback who's been in the papers. Um, Suwali. Suwali. Yeah. Yeah, he was courted by Union, and you know, all the everyone was after him. So um, they kept him out of the game for the first half, and then second half, the three second possessions, half, three tries. Yeah, they, I, I think it was four possessions, four tries. Hey, judging by the minutes go, go that were scored. 14-10, 20-10, No, it was free because then we, we finally scored after 26-10. Yeah. That's when um, Lililuatu um, scored to make yeah. it 14-26. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I, d- I don't know about this this grade. They're d- I think they're doing as best as they can. I thought they used their um their, their prop, David Lange, a bit Lange better this week. Game, yeah. He two, um, two made two clean breaks. Yeah, so they've used him a bit better, putting him more in the middle rather than out on the edge. Having said that, um, he didn't get used in the red zone at all, which you know, nah, yeah, was the disappointing. Payoff. But um, if it wasn't for Joseph Suwali, I think he scores yeah. both of those tries on those clean line breaks. He was steaming through, um, so it took a lot of it took good defence, good tackling from the South fullback to stop him there. Um, yeah, not much to say. I don't want to go on about the refereeing decisions. There was a couple there that... Kalachi set up a couple of nice tries against the run of play. Um, yeah. One was a, a, a bounce-off interception that he um, uh, he scored going about 70, 80 metres. And then the second one was the South spilled the ball 20 metres out and he scooped it up and passed it to his man outside. Uh, but, yeah, it was pretty rough, pretty rough game like as far as the second half is concerned and trying to find standout performers. Let's get on to something that was marginally more positive. Uh, <laughs> oh, in if you wait. If you wait. Uh, SG Ball team at least getting a win, 32-28, to 28 in what I understand was a frustrating affair. Yeah, they stay undefeated. Um, remaining undefeated. Uh, try scorers Trey Mooney, uh, Penny Tohey, Matthew Komalafi, Jacob Arthur with a double, and David Tui with the last one, and then four from six off the boot for Leozu. Half-time down 22-10. to 10. At least they rallied back. Yeah, well, that's the moment because the first half they were they had, they were terrible. There was no direction. Um, South Sydney were getting onto their front there. Very crafty dummy half, Peter Mamuzelos, I think his name is. 
um, where he was just carving us, carving us up with lazy markers, quick play of the balls. He was he was really he was a really good player for South Sydney. Um, and yeah, I think it was just after the halftime break. It was the opposite of, of the Harold Bats game. Yeah, after halftime, we had a big blitz. Um, where was the score? Sorry, I'm just going through my updates. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, we, we went in the halftime down twenty two ten, and then scored via Komalafi, scored via Jacob Arthur, which Jacob is a Arthur really double. good try from Komalafi. Yeah, Trey, Trey, Mar- uh, Trey Marnie, <laughs> Trey Mooney <laughs> um, had a pretty solid game. He scored a tr- the opening try, and then um, yeah, set that up for a really nice run and offload to Penasini, who then found Komalafi to dive over in the corner. That was a try of the game for Parramatta easily. Yeah. And then um, Jacob Arthur with double. It's it's good to see him because I th- I think one of the the biggest criticism of Jake in his attacking game is um, running to the line and you know making his running threat uh, 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 well that exactly that a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you see in the, when the first try happens, he's still looking to pass the ball as he's over the line. So that's sort <laughs> of his thought. And then the, the second yeah. one, he actually dummy steps off his left foot and you know he's going for that line. So I think that. Those two tries in particular, the first one, will give him confidence going ahead to actually take on the line, which will um, open up all the other players around him. Now, having said that, we were pretty bad against ourselves, you know, being our own worst enemy, but geez, there was still some bad officiating in that game too, against both teams. It wasn't just against Parramatta. There were forward passes missed on both both ways that were really bad. there was um, changes of calls, like as in, like the referee would wait ten seconds and have a think, and then change the call. There was um, there was a no try against Parramatta where the South City bike guys knocked the, like stripped the ball out, and it went um, it bounced around and we scooped it up and scored. And it went, it was an issue given as a try without being bombed. But he was starting to point the finger, and then he um, ruled that a Parramatta kick chaser was offside. Like ugh, it was just messy. Any other words on that, or it? Improvement to be had, but it's only early in the season still. They're halfway through their season now. Yeah, so still they're, they've put them in, in. themselves in a position where they're. Oh they're, yeah, they'll, they'll make the eight, no doubt. I think, um, you know, Sam Hughes when he eventually returns from his concussion, he'll be a big, he'll be a big um, addition for them. I just, I think they just need to use their forwards and the halves in particular need to work off that and actually take on the line and um, create, some op- create some options there which will open up the back line because at the moment I, I don't think our halves are um, using their forwards properly in that they aren't taking on the line they're not using that space that has been created and in particular Tyler Field who is uh, a running half and is pretty quick and a senior not, player in the team as well yeah he's not really taking advantage of um, what's being put in front of him Okay, well, uh, to wrap that up, so the the, the women are in fifth, uh, the SG Ball are in second, and then the Harold Mats, the Eels, are in eighth. However, I note that the Bulldogs are, have one less win, but they've already had their bye. Um, so they'd be in seventh, seventh position but for that. Um, but the Harold Mats definitely have a fair bit of work to do to make sure they're making the finals. SG Ball is... Equal share of first, not second. We are. Um, yeah, that that that's correct. They're only yeah. second on points differential. That's right. Which is but pretty. It's I, actually I, pretty significant though. Seventy-two versus twenty-eight. That's right, and that's where your frustration comes in, and it's mm-hmm. understandable when you just look at the the points for and against. 
Yeah, I think um, going forward, both teams really need to to dig deep if they want to not only play finals but do well in the final series. Yeah. But then again, in saying that, our SG Ball team, um, 10, I think we worked out of... Of, of the 18. seventeen players, uh, 17, still have a yeah, still have another year of first year SG ball to go. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's you know very encouraging about this team is that in the forwards and backs there's some serious talent. Like we've had we've had a real glut of riches coming through the district representatives, which we're starting to see translate the first grade obviously with the Dylan Brown um, debut and um, Ethan Parry and all the other guys in the mix. But this group of SG ball kids is as good as the others. Just they're sort of somewhat hamstrung by some inefficiencies in the spine. Okay, and then in the Country League, uh, junior reps, in the Johns Cup, Parramatta Eels 32 to defeating Newcastle Knights Development Squad 4. Try scorers, Mafoa, Reardon, Nicholas, I'm, I'm going to pronounce this Prike, Sanders, <laughs> and six goals. Um, and then in the Daily Cup, unfortunately going down 8-4 to four against Newcastle's development squad. That was a, I, I managed to watch most of that. That was a very scrappy affair, unfortunately. And they had a, a chance to win right at the death yeah. um, where they forced a, a changeover. And then on the second hit-up, um, we then uh, spilt our lollies. So, <laughs> um, unfortunate. Uh, but that's their first loss in that competition. So, hopefully they'll learn from that and then push forward. Well, positive, I thought, um, you know, the first win for the season for the Andrew Johns competition. Um, some really good games by players. Uh, Kylan Mafoa, I thought he's had his best game. He's running hard, running some great angles, hitting him hard in defence, using his size. Um Daniel Reardon, he was fantastic just going forward all game. Uh, Ethan Sanders, I believe, I think, I believe he's still um, 15, so it's he'd still have another year in the 16s, whether that be in the Andrew Johns or playing in Harold Matthews next year. Um, so, yeah, fantastic game, best game. They won comfortably against a Newcastle team who I believe was sitting just behind them. So, um yeah, they're obviously getting used to each other. It's just a shame they're doing it second in the penultimate round. So, yeah. Okay. And and, and a result that you were excited about, at least, Ham, in the flag trial. Um, do you want to tell us something about that? A, a very close win at the death? Oh, yeah. Well, what was it, 26-24? It, it's in that realm. Sorry, I, I yeah. should have got the score properly. <laughs> um, it's a I failing should... on behalf of your host. I think we... Ran a pretty strong team that will... I don't have the team list or anything. I'm only, I was only going by who I recognised in the highlights. But uh, Johnny Fanua was playing. He was playing fullback. Um, JP Nora was in the centres. Um, Bailey Biondo looked like he was in the number seven. He uh, set up a fantastic try for JP Nora. Um, yeah, it was a Friday night down at Goulburn. I'd... Couldn't make it, so <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit far just to go for a jersey flag trial. I know I'm I'm, I'm going to get emails. I know everyone's going to email me. All the haters are going to email me saying, "Yeah, I'm going to get the booze." Um, why couldn't you make it down? I had to go to Redfin the next day. <laughs> we had a fun trip to Redfin outside the football. It was very exciting walking to and from the um the field. We got. Oh, um, yeah, fantastic time they've uh, i just uh, here's another plug for a potential sponsor breadfin bakery oh the organic how oh 
The organic Come on, bread and get onto it. Send us some free bread, organic bread. Uh, definitely. That, uh, once you find a good bakery, uh, you never no, let no go joke, of them. That's right. Yeah, a good bakery is worth every cent that you spend there. Don't don't go down to Eddie's. Don't go down to Eddie's. Go to Breadfin. <laughs> Stoke in the civil war of Rama bakeries and <laughs> of local bread shops yeah. in Redfin. <laughs> okay, on to team news. Um, so, first of all, Penny Terrapo has been stood down after the Eels have been made aware of an alcohol-related incident involving Penny Terrapo from the weekend in New Zealand. The club has stood Penny down immediately, including this week's round one game against Penrith. The club will now work with the relevant authorities in New Zealand, comma, the NRL Integrity Unit and the RLPA to investigate the incident thoroughly. This process will then guide our next steps. The club will make no further comment until the investigation is completed. Um, Now, the allegations are that he got drunk on a flight back from New Zealand and was belligerent, and then he had to be restrained on the flight, and then after that he was escorted off the plane by um, the authorities. Um, Also added to that is that it's been um, on social media that he didn't advise the club in relation to the incident and now as you'll recall he did the similar um drunken antics over in new zealand and again failed to inform the club so um as we were saying before uh process crimes or (laughs) um the cover-up is always worse than the crime Mm -hmm. so uh we'll see what the investigation brings out but if if what is alleged is what has occurred and he hasn't informed the club a second time he could be uh getting his marching orders it'd be very very close to you have to think it's going to come down um to a very fine line there for him and i wouldn't fault the club if they cut him loose you can't lie to the club twice over like that and let the club take a massive pr hit the way it has for him uh just so dumb and it's a shame yeah, because the, oh you the thing is oh sorry thing is just tell the club if you told the club both times it becomes a lot less of a deal and he probably you know i think he'll be sacked He'll ke- he'd, he would have kept his job at Parramatta and, you know, he would have just gotten a, a fine and a couple game suspension. But it's the fact he hasn't told the club, which is the worst thing, both times. Well, no, sorry. Drink driving is a lot worse than not telling the club. But the fact that he didn't tell the club adds on top of that. It's an bet- aggravating <laughs> feat. That's yeah, right. It's a, it's a betrayal of the relationship between employer and employee and even more than that between, you know, between coach and, and, and player, you know. Guys that have put their heads out, necks out for him in the past, and, he, you know, he, he rewards them that way. So really, really disappointing. And, you know, he's coming off a, a career breakthrough season, and he was looking really good in the preseason. And what will kill me here is that if we cut him loose, Manly or the Dogs or the Storm will pick him up, and he'll, you know, go there and be a very productive player for him. Because I seriously doubt that the NRL will come to the table and help Parramatta take a stance and deregister him for a year or two. Well, what I would like to see, personally, we were talking about this earlier, I said it to you, um, is that Penny be, his contract is terminated from Parramatta, and then um, he gets sent to rehab because he obviously has a problem with alcohol, then that, that needs to be sorted first and foremost. You don't, you know, he needs to be looked after in this situation because he's got, he's probably got an alcohol or an issue with alcohol so that needs to be sorted first of all and then if it's decided that he's fit to come back to rugby league either his contract is reinstated and the time that he's had on that contract 
is put onto Parramatta. It doesn't toll or, for Parramatta, yeah. Or we get first shot at rene- renegotiating with him and either we say, yes, we want him, um, we'll give him a contract, and then he, his, him and his management team can say, well, no, we want, we want to negotiate somewhere else. Or we say, no, we don't want him, and then he can go negotiate somewhere else. That's what I think should happen. I think that should be what happens across the board with all players that have been sacked because not only is it it's unfair to the club because, you know, in some of these cases, especially Penny's, we've stood by him since well, he's been here second longest since Tim Manor. So I think he was playing, um, I was going to say Jersey Flag, but it was NYC at that time at 2011. So he's Terrain been here. Cup, a, yeah. Yeah, he's been here a, a long time. And, you know, now what... F- five days out from our opening game we've had to potentially change our first grade team so you know it sucks that he will have to be moved away from the game for that time period but to sort of help the team doesn't matter if it's us manly dogs whoever i don't care whoever canberra seems to be the big ones once that player is deemed fit to return they should have to negotiate with that current club and the club should have first um, crack at signing them. I like the idea of putting a contract in stasis and not letting it toll over to year to year and make them come back and, and play out their contract if that's you know if they want to get back into the game after getting clean. Well, also, if that's what the club wants, I think the club should yes. then also have a decision. They might have signed someone else that have taken their spot or they just don't want that person in the club anymore. That's right. It's, it'd be so the, the, club, the club's has, prerogative to, yeah. to, re, like, to reinstate him on the contract that he left. Uh, for rehabilitation, yeah, I agree. So I reckon. Um, so, like, well, so, so, so previous um, incident, he got three weeks right last yes. year. Uh, I think he should get probably eight to ten weeks, just because he hasn't learned his lesson. You know, like you've got to tell the club at the end of the day, you've got to tell the club if you've screwed up. You know. Yeah, if, like, if he doesn't get sacked, I can see an eight to twelve yeah. week suspension, mandatory rehabilitation, community service, all those sort of you know things that we handcuffed. Even, even if he is let go, I assume it'll be NRL mandated timeout. So if it, if somebody else picks him up, he still has to serve that that so time. Yeah. And if he if he if he sits out for the rest of the year from the NRL, I'm okay with that. Like I don't care if he signs elsewhere as long as he serve a whole year because that's, this guy that's has right. To learn, so we don't we don't get know? punished for him. Making yeah. that big mistake and lying to the club. Exactly. It's just yeah. It's just simple. You just don't lie. Be honest. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Okay, they're going to be disappointed, but it's a lot add, better than not. Adding, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Better than not it's, telling the club. So. And I, look, and I made a point like on the Discord. If Salmon goes on and he has a DUI again, he should get a harsher punishment because he's not learning. You know, once you've given, you, no oh, one deserves three chances. Better. That's right. So if, that's why I said he's a repeated offender and he has to be dealt. I know I don't want to sound like a, a prike. But he has to be dealt <laughs> harshly because um, it's just a repeat. It's well, just the, never going to listen. The current state, <laughs> the, the current state, to to use probably more um, more effusive language, the current state of the NRL absolutely backs up what you're saying. In that, repeat offenders obviously aren't being punished hard enough, and hence we're, we've arrived at this culture of you know decadency and and sort of uh, uh, no inhibitions. And so I think it's time for clubs collectively backed by the NRL to come down hard and repeat offenders. And like you said, if that means Jamin Salmon has a second DUI, then rub, yeah. him, out, rub him out for eight to 10 weeks, you know? But, see, but I don't care if he goes on to another club, Penny, like say next year, and he does well, 
good for them. They can take the risk because I'm just sick of this club risking, you know, their image on, you know, just repeat the fans. That's it, you know. So yeah, I form the upside that much like how Canberra Raider fans will feel about all their junior stars like Dugan and Carney that were cut loose yeah. and went on to star elsewhere. We'd sort of perceive a penny for years trying to develop them into an effective weapon. You know that would um you know not drop the ball and would run hard and whatnot and finally as we get him into that player we we, we have to cop this and it's very frustrating and you know for, as frustrating as for the fans imagine how it would be for Brad Arthur and the coaching staff that's the sort of shit that would just like make you lose sleep. Yeah, the the word you were looking for in the criminal um, sphere is specific deterrence. Um, mm. So needing the harsher punish, punishment to specifically deter this one player. Um, but in any event, it's yeah, it's frustrating. A week out from the first game of the season, you're that inebriated on a flight that you have to be restrained. Um, you know, sh- we know the season's long. You know, it goes on for 25 rounds, um, which is a fair few more weeks. Um, but getting on the getting on the terps the weekend before first your first game, like. Who gets, who gets blasted before taking a flight? Like, you know, you just... How I stupid know, is that? Do. Like, people yeah, that do. It's, it's, it's not the wrong thing. thing to do because, like, the thing is, um, you become dehydrated the further you go up and then alcohol yeah. makes it worse because you the it's a diuretic, so you're getting dehydrated from that. So yeah. I, I, I think when I read through the allegation, one of the main ones was that he wanted to bring his own alcohol in yeah. a carry-on container on the flight. And then, like, and then threaten the hostesses with legal action for his yeah. lawyer when they try to take it off him. Yeah. God, that sounds like the NRL mems bloody um, yeah. <laughs> school yeah. of law. You have a better chance of sneaking a goon bag into the um, to Parramatta's new stadium than you know sneaking on a flight. Like it's just stupidity at it, you know. What? Yeah. Why would you sneak a goon bag on? You sneak in a flask of whiskey or something? Oh, because when you Not finish that the goon, do that. Oh, because when you finish the goon bag, you just blow up and you got a pillow. So two for one. So there you go. <laughs> you okay, let's, let's, the let's jump. I've never done that. Let, let's jump on to the next piece of news, uh, which is a little bit <laughs> stale at this point. But last season, Kayser Pritchard suffered a serious injury, and while he was able to return to pre-season training in October, he continues to deal with some residual impact from that injury. As a result, the club has granted Kayser's request for some time away from the game to assess his immediate playing future. Parramatta Eels General Manager of Football, Mark O'Neill, said the club was doing everything possible to support Kayser through this time. Our first priority is looking after Kayser's health and well-being, O'Neill said. Um, and in the background of all of that, it seems like we have been sounding out potential hooker replacements, looking at um, Isaac Luke from the Warriors, and then there's a potential deal in the works, although I know it's not finalised for Matt McCrorick. Where is he from the Roosters at this point? Or is he still at Wests? Rabbits. Oh, he's at Rabbits this year. Sorry. I got that wrong the other day, too. I was talking about the Roosters. (laughs) (laughs) He's been at half a dozen different clubs, so I think we'd be... Would we be our sixth, or would this be seventh? I think we're six. The McRib McRib tour knows no stops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to boost up those hookers stock so I assume Kayser's been pretty upfront with the club he's been an Eels junior since way back when Um, but unfortunately I don't think he's even cracked the 50 game mark um, having played since I think they said he debuted in about 2013 2013 against North Queensland Cowboys when Vital Tai butchered a last second chance to win the game in the right hand corner for Jared Hancock I was was at that game that hurt Um, (laughs) Uh, 47 Um, games so yeah just shy of his 
50, but he did play three games for Samoa to round out to 50 uh, first class, if you want to use a cricketing term, 50 caps. But unfortunately, he didn't crack the big 5-0 on the NRL. Yeah, but it, 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 you're coming up to what would be year six of his NRL career. and One of the most for- injury-stunted, unlucky, like horrifically unlucky players I've ever seen. Um, was real fun watching come through the juniors. Uh, played the game as hard as anyone you'd ever see. Um, and consistently smashed blokes, you know, two times his size, which is probably part of the problem in that he had zero, <laughs> yeah, that's zero definitely regard the for his own health um, and, and well-being in that. I mean, Ham will quote the trial against Penrith a couple of years ago where he just absolutely <laughs> ruined Sam McKendry a couple of times. Oh, on the yeah, first Kamikaze Kayser. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's disappointing because, um, you know, New South Wales under-20s captain... Yep. Um, you know, just he, he always put everything that he did was for the team. Absolutely, he always put his body on the line, whether it be in attack or defence. He was he led the line in defence and just wanted to hurt everybody. <laughs> he just wanted to hurt the opposition because he thought that would be the best thing to do. And you know, as much as as maligned as he was and everything, you probably never meet a nicer person and and, and someone th- that wanted his team to win. For that malignment, if he had, if his development wasn't interrupted so consistently, maybe he could have been a really useful first grader because you saw flashes of it in the NRL where he'd run the ball and you could see his athleticism. And, you know, it, that's what's so frustrating about it. And I imagine, once again, it's more frustrating for him, obviously, being the player involved. But, yeah, it'd be a sad end to his career. But for the sake of his well-being and seeing how battered these guys are leaving the game, you know, when they're here for 10, 15 years... I think in Case's case, he's already gotten that sort of workload and wear and tear on his body. So if that's um, his decision, I fully respect him getting out while he can. Yeah, love the club and love the area. I think he got his postcode tattooed on him. So yeah, big commitment. Yeah, he's a Southwest boys through and through. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, oh well. You know, some people, his body, it's, it's clear his body couldn't handle first grades and it's just unfortunate, you know. Like I remember one game against Melbourne, the last tackle of the game, he yep. pulls a tackle and does his um, peck, was it? Or yeah, yeah. shoulder? Yeah, it was his peck. You're right. Darcy just, you know, Lassick. Like, Darcy Lassick yeah. was um, cost case of that season against the Melbourne Storm. It's just, it had a dumb error, and which meant we had the pack of scrum, which meant Kays had to make the match-saving tackle, which meant he tore his peck. Yeah. Ugh. All right, and then looking forward to um, so the outs for round one, Jamin Salmon suspended, so he'll be available round two. Um, which we'll touch on shortly, but George Jennings' knee, expected return round three, and what the impact of that will be. Manu Mau, knee, expected return round six. Stefano Atui Kamanu, ankle, so we reckon that's syndesmosis, uh, expected return round nine, and Petty Terrapo has been stood down indefinitely, so we wait to find out what happens there. Uh, then in NRL news, um, so the... NRL has now put in the rule, um, and as a result of that, the news that's come out of the NRL by way of statement today is that the federal court has today set down 16 April for a final hearing of the proceedings brought by Jack DeBellin challenging the application to him of the NRL's no-fault stand-down rule. In these circumstances, Mr DeBellin's application for interlocutor interlocutory relief I should be able to pronounce that Um, (laughs) and the hearing set down for Thursday the 14th of March 2019 will now not take place in the interim 
The no-fault stand-down rule will continue to apply to Jack DeBellin and he'll be stood down during this period. Um, so essentially that means instead of trying to get relief on Thursday so that he could play until they have the final determination of the matter on the 16th of April, um, DeBellin's essentially said, well, we're not going to continue with that and we'll have the, the fight on the 16th of April. Nobody else has to add anything to that? We talked about it right. last week. Yeah, so even if he was ex- uh, successful on his interlocutory application, that's not an indication that he would be successful at final hearing. Um, so they're not going to have that battle, so it, it's not really relevant in, in any event. But 16th of April, that's when it will be determined finally, and we'll see if this new um, stand-down, no-fault stand-down rule will continue for um, or going forward. Um, and if not... <laughs> then it's going to be very interesting to see what sort of compensation the NRL is going to have to come up with because there's a couple of players who are going to be missing out at least until that date. Um, All right, well, let's jump into the previews. Uh, First of all, Tasha Gales, 10am, taking on the Roosters Indigenous Academy. Um, So that's at New Era Stadium. Um, So... I haven't had a check where the Indigenous Academy are in the... Uh, I think they I just had a look, they were 8th or something. Okay, so they're, they're probably about same wins or one win behind us. Um, so that should be a good competition. And um, the women seem to get up at home, so um, let's hope they can get a bit of a showing out there at New Era Stadium uh, yeah, on they're, Saturday. Uh, sorry, they're uh, two wins behind us. Oh, there you are, so... Um, fingers crossed they they um, should put um, some points on the Indigenous Academy and then stay in that top band to um, keep pushing for a finals berth oh, well, uh, in that competition. Ten teams, top eight goes through, so... Oh, is it top uh, eight? Yeah, I think if they win this one, they'll be pretty close to securing a, a top eight spot, so... That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then into Harold Matthews, Saturday 16th of March, 11.30am also at New Era Stadium, taking on the Balmain Tigers. Did you guys, Hammond 40, have anything to say about this match? Um, they've brought in a lot of um, a lot of different players this week. Uh, Asani Kafusi has his first start. Um, Ethan Sanders is playing off the bench. Um, Kylan Mafawa makes his Harold Matthews debut, I'm pretty sure. Off the back of a... Yeah, I'm pretty certain he hasn't played this season, so that's off yeah. the back of that big game. Because he was um, in the trials, but I'm not sure if he's played a, a proper um, Harold Matthews game. And Kane Nicholas um, also making his first um, Harold Matthews game coming off the bench there. So a lot of... Uh, f- f- a few changes in the um, team might spark them a little bit. And We've gone for um, the, um, the, the power of um, the, the Super Val wingers. Um, yes. Lila Luatu <laughs> is joined by Lua Tuanu. Tu- Tuanu? Tuanu. Tuanu. And then you have Tuatino in the centre. Yeah, Fayofi Fe- Tuatino. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Patrick, Patrick Spence. 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 <laughs> and so in that competition, Balmain are running fifth, but they have one less win, um, but they've already had their bye. Um, so they're pretty even pegging. So if um, Harold Matt's at home, they really should be um, getting up in that match. And then after that at 1pm, Parramatta will take on the Melbourne Thunderbolts or Victorian Thunderbolts. Which one are they on? I'm not sure. Uh, Victoria. Victorian Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts yep. um, who have 
yet to win a game and are currently negative 72 in points differential. Um, so really, SG Ball should be stepping up in this match too. They, they should they should have a big win. I think um, this is the game where um, they just need to focus on not don't worry about how much you're in front by or how much you want to win by. Just go out there, play your game, and you will eventually put on points. It's the same um, thing that happened, I think it was two years ago in the SG Ball when we played West Coast Pirates at the end of the year. It ended up being 98-0, and it should have been 106-0, but we missed four goals. But they went out there. They didn't try and do anything flashy. They just stuck to their game, and they eventually put on like 13 tries or whatever, something ridiculous, whatever it was. But this year, I, I just hope this team plays to their strengths. Don't worry about putting on the flashy plays. Keep them away. Points will come, and you know you might be able to move up a position because um, I, be- I think Manly have a pretty st- uh, strong opponent this week. I'm not too sure who that is. But, you know, there's a p- potential there of coming first and... Um, yeah, Manly... Well, uh, Manly play the Magpies, so... No, they don't play a strong competition. <laughs> it's it's the week after, I think, they played the Central Coast Roosters. Mm. So, yeah, this this is the You're week You're only to, one week off. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, this is the week to do it, so... Um, no, they play the Sydney Roosters the next week. Manly do. Sorry, I was trying to make it out off the, um, the ladder. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> so I've totally got game. the tiny pick on the right. <laughs> yeah, it's actually the next game. So round eight, they play, um, mainly play Central Coast. So, you know, now's the time to, you know, just play play the game as as you do to your strengths. Um, what's that copy pasta you said? The Pistons hitting up the middle with some Chico rolls in, rubbed in the dirt? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what the boys need to be eating all week. Um, okay. Forget your quinoa. Forget your quinoa. Get your chico rolling, ya. Yeah, we're talking about some some tough stuff. The the country <laughs> rugby league juniors uh, will also be in action, but out at Wyong taking on the Central Coast Roosters in the country rugby league competitions uh, in the Johns Cup, kicking off at twelve fifty p.m. Um, first of all against Central Coast Roosters, and then at 2pm in the Daily Cup, taking on Central Coast Roosters. And again, we sound like a broken record, but you can catch that on YouTube. At, or Facebook. Um, Bar TV. Or Facebook, if or you Facebook. want to. Yeah. Actually, because oh, it'd be an inferior streaming service, because you can already live stream yeah. or cast from YouTube to, to your big screen. I think you can do the same with Facebook, but I don't know how they're... Um, how, like what their back service is like and whether it keeps that stream at sort of like a consistent um, output. So um, I'd stick to YouTube. Do we have anything to touch on for Johns and Daly or just um, Johns uh, no, build on from last week and Daly? Um, hopefully they can turn it around. Uh, well, so yeah, I think the um, Laurie Daly, the 18s, have, a, have the potential to go in because it's the first in each team, in each... Um, in each pool, so the North and South, they end up playing in the grand final. Um, so round five and round... There is no, a round a... five, yeah, that's it, I can see. Round five and then, yeah, so this is the last game, so I'm pretty sure they're either yeah, leading or coming... Yeah, semi-finals and then the final. Yeah, so so it, must be, it must be first v second in each um, pool, and yeah. then the final after that will be the winner of the North and the South pools, so... 
Um, Dale is probably in with a, a chance of snagging that. Um, so if they win this week, I believe they're playing the Central Coast Roosters. That sounds about right. If they win, they move into second. So um, good luck, boys. You're the second best team in for and against um, coming into the round. So fog those Roosters. And then we have in the other New South Wales Cup. Uh, oh gosh, I've I've just lost it completely. Um, other New South Wales Cup <laughs> rounds, <laughs> the Shield, uh, three p.m. Saturday, Cabramatta taking on Wenty. And what venue is that? Sorry, Ham. Uh, new Era. Oh, also at New Era. So it's a full pack day of um, football out at New Era. Um, that Wenty team that's it's doesn't show many names that we're familiar with, but pretty rough. And Ron Massey Cup, um, you'd be uh, forgiven if you thought our New South Wales Cup was actually our Ron Massey <laughs> Cup. So, um, but the prodigal son returns for Ron Massey Cup again this year. <laughs> bow Henry, on your bow. <laughs> Who really, um, given the halves uh, for New South Wales Cup, should probably be playing up a grade. But um, obviously, he just wants to go on and win himself as many Ron Massey Cups as he can. <laughs> um, and good on him. Uh, but not too much to add. That's just the first week for those competitions. Uh, then into the flag, they've got a global buy for round one, and their action will start next week. Um, so we'll only have two grades in action on Sunday, um, but the opener will be the Canterbury Cup, the newly named Canterbury Cup, so it's no longer ISP. Our reserve grade is referred to as Canterbury Cup. And it's not um, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, it is the Canterbury Clothing Company. Yeah, they used to... <laughs> I think the Canterbury... Didn't they have um, the Warriors gear at some point, I think? Yeah, I know they do the All Blacks. Yeah, they're big in New Zealand. Yeah. Like, all the union teams practically have that. Yeah, so let's just quickly run through that. Um, so the gates open at 1.30pm at Panthers Stadium, and reserve grade kicks off at 10 to 2. Um, so just quickly go through those team lists. Uh, at fullback, Josh Bergerman. And then on the wing, uh, a name you've all known, Ethan Parry. And then somebody that... Uh, Ham's been talking off. Uh, Schuffhausen <laughs> at centre. Uh, Mahinik at centre. And Greg Lalesiwell is rolling out on the wing. In the halves, Dylan Izzard, Todd Sapienza. Uh, then in the forwards, Mitchell Butfield, Kina Bailia. Is it Bailia? Bailia? I'd say Bailia. Okay. okay. And then Keegan at hooker. Then the starting second row is Cook, Shoveler, and then Ray Stone at lock. And then on the interchange bench, Asal, Miller, uh, Harati, and Peaky Rogers. Um, is that Darius Miller or is it Darius? I'd say Darius. Darius. That's an NFL Darice. name if I ever saw it. <laughs> yes. And then let's just quickly go through Panthers because they are apparently superior in this competition. Um, <laughs> Caleb Aikens, Malachi Watenis Lesniak, Jed Cartwright, Tyrone Phillips, Brian Two. Brent Naden, Liam Coleman, Kate Ellis, Isaac Thompson, Pia Poe, uh, Matheson Johns, William Burns, Mitchell Kenny, and Nick Louis Toso. Um, and they're to be confirmed for 15, 16, and 17 on the bench. We'll, uh, um, so. we'll obviously win because we've got 17 going up against 14. 
Um, <laughs> so you know, on your wenty for the big win. Oh no, they've on their on their website they've got yeah. Sam Smith, Brent Naden, Ratu Tuisese. Okay, sorry, I'm just going yeah. off the New South yeah, Wales draw. Got, so. yeah. got Nick, Nick Luitoso, Sam Smith, Brent Naden, and then Ratu Tuisese. Yeah, so New, S- New South Wales um, <laughs> website, let me down again. Tell us something new. That's nah, all right. They've got origin to think about. Um. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Um, yeah, a few, few rough names in this team. A lot of um, sort of Ron Massey Cup guys that have been pushed up just because we've got so many players out in first grade. Not their fault. I'm not blaming the players. It's just it's just the nature of the beast with the Parramatta-Wenty partnership. Um, there's a few players that people might recognise from last year's 20s. Todd Sapienza and um, Mitch Butfield both played in last year's under-20s team. Um, so good to see them still... Uh, within the area. Um, the big ones, obviously, are Ethan Parry, Greg Lulissi Wow, um, and Ray Stone, who have all been training with first grade. And I didn't read Fienger Fy- there. I thought I saw Fienger before. Yes, yeah, so he's on the Parramatta. Yeah. Sapienza, Sapienza wasn't an issue named on the Parramatta website because yeah. when I when I did the um, Team Was Tuesday for TCT, it was um, Fiji and, and Wenty Stalwart, uh, Henry Rowan Louis and Dylan Izzard in the halves. So and also Andrew Davey was named on this second row. Yeah, so unfortunately there's a bit of discrepancy between New South Wales website, but I assume Celesi Fyinga is probably going to be in that team list, maybe. He's not even on the extended bench for the Eels, is he? So that's a bit strange. Um, but in any event, you'll probably see, as Ham pointed out, Ray Stone, Celesi Fyinga, presuming he's there, um, and then Ethan Parry. Um, and Andrew think, Davey. And Andrew Davey. Greg yeah. Lulesi Wow's probably a bit further down the winger um, pecking order, given the developments today. Um, and let's move on to that first grade team, because I don't think there's too much more to touch on for... Oh, no. Charles Schaffhausen. Yeah. If you, you're at you've the game, watch out him. for him. Well, we can still discuss more. <laughs> the truck? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just if anyone's going out there that early, um, expect sort of Beretta Faremo style of play, just a big, powerful winger, fair bit of speed. Um, Are you gents getting down there for reserve grade? Of course. I've got, I'm in All general right. admission, so I've got to get there early. Yeah, well, was... I will be as well. So if anybody wants to, to meet me on the hill, I'm going to be sitting on the hill. Oof, no. Cheers, mate. I'm not a pleb. No, <laughs> you, get, you get the picnic rug out. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Charles... Do you Charles want a picnic has... or not? Could be romantic. No, I'm right. Okay. I'll, big, I'll, big I'll, I'll have lunch spoon. at home. I'll talk to you off air. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, maybe. Whoa, 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 just just whoa, whoa, whoa. tell me your address on, on podcast and I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> That's a recurring joke. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Um, Schaffhausen will be up against um, noted defenders Jed Cartwright and Tyrone Phillips. Schaffhausen. Um, so I think he might be up to eight tries by the end of the match. Knock him down for eight tries. That's my pre- that's my season prediction. Before I was uh, rudely shut down, um, we'll get on to first grade. Uh, four 
8.05 p.m. also at Panthers Stadium. Uh, the forecast is 26 degrees uh, with a 60% chance of showers, the chance of a thunderstorm later in the day. So uh, light winds becoming south to southeasterly at 15 to 20 kilometres an hour during the morning. So no word on whether that wind's going to pick up in the afternoon, but a potential storm. Uh, so pack your brolly or pack your... Um, uh, your raincoat because um, you might be getting a little bit wet out at Penrith um, although I note it is going to be a lot more comfortable sitting in the rain than it was sitting in that 40 degree heat last year <laughs> <laughs> so 100%. let's quickly run through the team list which has a couple of inclusions that um, potentially we didn't see coming um, two being uh, two club debutants, um, and I think they're both NRL debutants as well um, so at fullback Clinton Gutherson, and then a player that uh, Ham has been talking up in the off season, and thought that he was sort of right in line in that pecking order. He's picked it out uh, exactly. Uh, Make a Sivo, uh, also of a um, Fijian background. So um, he's come from Penrith in the off season. Um, he's scored a fair few tries over the last three years, but I think a couple of those tallies were in Ron Massey Cup, so I don't know if that <laughs> um, really uh, tells you much of a story, but he can score a try and, of course, getting a bit of a revenge game against Penrith in his first game. So I'll let you guys touch on Sibo first before we go on. I've got to be honest, I haven't really seen much of him in terms of game, um, in terms of in, in-game watching, but he's just he's just big. He's fast. You see, everyone saw that Fendi put on. I know it was only James Maloney, but um, <laughs> still, you know, how good was that seeing that right arm just come out again and bump someone off? Just, but that's what he did when he when he palmed someone off. That's the sound he makes. But <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. Nah, oh, good man. on him. Good on good on big um Mike yeah. I I hope he does well. There must always be a Stark and Winterfell for all you Game of Thrones or Song of Ice and Fire fans out there, and it seems like there must always be a Fijian on the wing at Parramatta. So everything is right in the universe now. Started with um, Wise Cadaverata. Everyone remembers him in the that's right early to mid two thousands. I think it was. I remember Wise Cadaverata. Uh, <laughs> obviously, Semi being the um, the uh, the show like show headlining show stealing superstar that he was for um for Parramatta for several years there but hopefully he can you know be half of what Semi was to us no pressure but um yeah he's you know big athletic he doesn't um doesn't shy away from contact and more importantly I think it's a big game for him because it's the revenge game against the team that you know brought him in but didn't see enough of him to to you know promote him to the full time squad. And to the point that Phil Gould didn't know who he was <laughs> in the trial. He's like, oh, yeah, okay. And uh, good luck to George Jennings on trying to get your spot back in the first grade team. Well, that's the thing. He also got to put his best foot forward because mm. he'll have George breathing down his neck and also Bevan French will be breathing down his neck too. So, And, and just on that, in regard to the Wenty team, so uh, we'll get confirmation, but the two to fall off the extended bench are more than likely going to be playing in the uh, Wenty game. So you could potentially have, I think, just picking from that bench, Josh Hoffman and Bevan French possibly falling back to to Wenty and Bevan French playing at fullback. Um, But we'll see how that pans out. Uh, Then on to the rest of the squad, Michael Jennings, Brad Takarangi in the centres, who we thought were going to be there. And then, of course, the other debutant and talk of the off-season, Dylan Brown, uh, 
do we have to Who's go that? too much more into to Dylan? Um, we've been singing his praises since the beginning of this podcast. Uh, I've seen him come through NYC, uh, sorry, SG Ball, then uh, NYC, and then, of course, last year in reserve grade, and he's fully earned his uh, first grade debut. Uh, unfortunately, we would he probably could have debuted last year um, if we, we'd really um, pushed for it, um, but... Uh, an 18-year-old that's very well-spoken, um, got the will at his feet, um, so don't hype him up too much, but um, <laughs> I hope this is a really good year of development for Dylan Brown, um, regardless of whether we keep Mitch Moses at the end of the season. I think um, Dylan Brown's probably going to be one of those future uh, players for the future. To paraphrase uh, an old Dave Chappelle skit, name the top five greatest footballers of all time. Dylan, 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 because he spits hot fire. Okay, that fell like a. <laughs> that, that fell like a um when Amy Schumer rips off, Dave Chappelle joke. That's how good that went down. So what 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 you're gonna say is I'm gonna make millions, <laughs> but some people aren't gonna like me. I can I can deal with that. You know? <laughs> um, other half, Mitch Moses, uh, who of course was the last man left standing after between him and Norman. Norman trotting out for the Dragons, and then in the forwards, Dan Alvaro and surprisingly Tep Morawa in starting prop um, with. Junior Paulo on the extended bench. Uh, we're assuming that hamstring niggle. They're probably going to give him up until um, Nine games. Thurs- yeah, Thursday or Friday, or maybe even the captain's run on Saturday to make sure, see whether he's fit. Um, but I can understand them taking a conservative approach. Um, if you recall, Bevan French, not last year, but the year before, had those hamstring issue- issues, which were exacerbated by coming and back potentially Bevan a French little bit is early. One fifth the size of Junior Paulo, so that's a yes, much, true. much smaller hamstring to be dealing with. And hamstrings are just one of those, like syndesmosis, where you know you you never really do know if they're going to be or you're going to be confident in striding out. So um, it's a long season. Uh, if he has to sit out this week to make sure he's healthy, it's better than blowing out a hammy the first week of the well, Especially the when you season. see Penrith's bench. Oof. That's worth an hour. Well, let's finish off the team list. Sean Lane in second row. Murata Kore also in the second row, who we thought would be there. Birdie, your man. Who? Hakuna Murata, <laughs> Oh, Mar- yeah, Murata, yeah. Yeah, the boys. He survived. No, he hasn't just survived. Man. He's thrived. He had a great yeah, preseason. People, people said he was going to be playing Winnie, but you know what? Suck on that, mate. But yeah, no, Suck I'm on happy the Posca. He's... Get the Posca out. Oh, no. Listen, listen we got we got to keep it classy, man. we got to keep it classy, but uh, yeah. Well, as we <laughs> no. said last week, it's probably... Um, it's not a question of Mo coming back in round six, six and being the starting second rower. Um, Murata, much like um, Maker Sivo, um, can use that next couple of weeks to, to stake his claim to that starting spot. So, Are we scratching um, the microphones? Is that what we're doing now? Sorry, Some. sorry, that was my fault. I was just... <laughs> yeah. um, but Murata can really stake his claim for that starting spot. Yeah, that, um, that's a really good point, is that there's a window of opportunity here for these guys to you know, lock down their spots and, and help this team start the season strongly. And then in the hooking role, Reid Marnie, we thought it was going to be an 80-minute performance, but they've also named Will Smith on the interchange. Uh, Nathan Brown back in his much-preferred starting lock role. Um, and then the other three bench players are Tim Manor, uh, Kane Evans and David Gower. 
possibly not the bench we were looking forward to uh, at the beginning of the year, but unfortunately, with Terapo out, Manu Mau injured, and Stefano Otuikamanu uh, also injured, um, it sort of leaves us in that precarious position where we're playing Kane Evans and David Gow, where you'd expect if we had those other players, they'd probably be making up the extended bench or playing for Wenty. And then the extended bench, Josh Hoffman, Oregon Kafusi, Bevan French, Junior Paulo. And is the rule that the day before, they've got to drop two. And then, yeah, 24 hours before, then an hour before. Yep, they, the other two. So whoever get dropped last won't be able to feature for Wenty, I think. Um, no. Yep. So um, potentially, can you see, other than Junior Paulo obviously coming in, is, is Kafusi a, a potential smoky I'd, for... I'd like to, I'd, but I, I, I don't see it. I think, um, yeah, Junior would probably come in for one of them. So More than likely, you'd think Kane Evans out David Gower because he can play uh, middle or edge. He's also got a bit of ball playing, which will, um, you know, bringing him and Junior Paulo on at the same time, if Junior does start off the bench... Um, wreaking havoc on those awful, awful Penrith bench. Well, let's get to that awful Penrith bench, um, <laughs> who is potentially because they've got... Uh, we'll get to it. Uh, Dylan Edwards at fullback, Josh Mansour and Dallin Wateni Zelezniak on the wing. So Dallin and Josh making a return to the squad. They weren't there two weeks ago. So uh, which side we... will um, Mansour be on? From memory, he plays... Left. Left. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. So then. he'll be coming up against Ferguson and Taka, who play right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I assume which. I, I think I know which way the kicks are going to go. <laughs> yes, and good luck. Um, <laughs> yeah, trying to outleap uh, our, our man Ferguson. And I assume there might be a couple more running off the ball um, for Fergo. So he's going to yes. have to navigate some traffic uh, if we're going to go through the air. Uh, then, in the, watching that. then in the centres, Dean Fare and Waka Blake. Um, <laughs> rule one will be stop Waka Blake. Waka <laughs> 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 uh, Blake. 14 uh, minutes out from the first half. Yes, yeah, and that's what as we touched down. on, yeah. as we touched on in um, after the Raiders trial, they've got to tighten up at that those crucial points, that last five minutes before halftime and that last five minutes of the match uh, are really crucial points in the game uh, where we need to be a lot better um, from the 2018 season. Uh, Then in the halves, no um, surprises there. Maloney and Cleary, given they're the New South Wales half pairing. And then in the forwards, James Tamo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Siona Sione Katoa has won out the number nine battle for starting number nine. Uh, then on the uh, second row, Jack Hetherington. Um, who's who's our shit stir on our team? Reed Reed likes Reed. to shit stir. Yeah. Does D- does Dill run his mouth at all, or because he got he got Maloney sent off in the trial? <laughs> um, um, or maybe no. Tacker Tacker can talk a bit of smack, and so can Fergo. Fergo I wonder yeah. if I wonder if Hetherington's <laughs> playing that edge. Um, because you've just got to roll. Edge. He did. He did play left edge in the trial. Yeah, so you've got to roll him up because he is known to um, to get himself binned a couple of times. So, um, and then Yo 
and James Fisher-Harris, surprisingly at starting lock given Hamasello, because he usually <laughs> played that position, <laughs> apparently. Um, oh, but, God. <laughs> um, the interchange bench, uh, former Eel, um, who's had, then had a stint at the Rabbitohs, Tyrell Fui-Mayono, uh, Wade Egan as the interchange hooker, then Moses Leota and Hamasello. So uh, there, there is arguments to be made that Penrith have the worst, uh, uh, the worst bench um, out of the two. Which is, you know, when you look at ours, that's something very hard to be doing in this in this round, especially with the players we've got out. Um, they've got players out too. Some they've of them got may come kick hours out, but other than that, that they haven't, they're not really missing many players. Yeah, so. that's true. That's very true. And they have signed. Um, uh, well, it's not confirmed yet, but. Manly have confirmed they've let him go. Uh, the former Rugby Sevens player... Um, oh, Frank gosh, what's Winterstein. Yeah, Frank Winterstein. Um, Cousin so of just, um, Anthony. Yes. So um, he won't feature this week because I assume the paperwork hasn't um, all married up. Um, but he's probably somebody who's going to be there. He's a jagger. He's, he's just a guy. He's you know literally a body to put oh, into that, first that, grade. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, then their extended benches, Jerome Luai, Tim Grant, Liam Martin, and Malachi Wateni Zalesniak. I don't see too many silly buggers on that extended bench. No, um, especially because those guys have been named in... Um, I know Malachi is the only one that's been named um, in Canberra <coughs> Cup. The yeah, other three that- probably drop back down along with... Or two of them will drop back down along with our two. That's right, and... You know, if you're replacing, what, who would their forwards be? Leota and Sele with Grant and Martin. I don't think there's too much um, well, yeah, worry. We'll replace Harme Sele. <laughs> um, so, uh, on Eels notes, Parramatta have named two rookie backs with Fiji and winger Megasivo on the wing and Dill Brown at 5'8", while Sean Lane and Murata Neokore start in the second row. Uh, second row. So, Sean Lane uh, gets his club debut. Um, in the absence of Manu Ma'u, who's out till round six. Star recruit junior Paulo is in doubt with a hamstring injury and is only named in Jersey 21, while the 2018 Premiership winner, Blake Ferguson, starts on the wing. So, you want to um, hear a conspiracy theory? Shoot. What happens if Jersey 21 was the only jersey that fit big junior Paulo? Where's... Is junior bigger than... Vave or who's the bigger of them two? Junior's Vave like was, more muscular. Yeah, it was like probably thicker built because Vave was a little bit taller, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Junior's certainly a, a, he a carries, higher tier player. He carries his weight much better than Vave. Yeah, exactly a higher tier player. Um, but yeah, as the kids say, he's thick. <laughs> Extra thick. <laughs> Um, so points of um, that we want to touch on. Obviously, it was only a trial, but twenty to nil uh, wasn't a bad scoreline. Um, so this weekend, the the big ins for Panthers are Mansour back, and also Dallin Wateni's Lesney back as a Lesniak back on those wings um, because two of our tries did come from um, one was a break for for Sivo, um, which can sort of be on the edge. The other one, the the break for um for for George Jennings putting a try in that corner. Um, so they were the really two-edged plays that I saw, but our, still our attack was very conservative in that game. I didn't see... We, we ran a couple of plays, but it's not like we were throwing the kitchen sink at them and, and vice versa. I don't think they really uh, dug deep into the playbook in that trial. So 
No, um, it's sort of a fresh start. Yeah, you can't really take anything. No, no, what? No, neither team um, put out their best attacking or defence in that game as much as James Tamo. Um, <laughs> you know, would yeah, disagree I'd, with. Yeah, just settle down, James Tamo. No one wants to hear from you. Is she still in the league? I thought he left. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Merrin. But yeah, they, there was there was rumours that they did try to ship Tamo in the off season. So um, I think him and Merrin were those two big buys that they had to um they were kind of deliver them a premiership, but um, both sort of didn't live up to their price tag. Um, but Bust. we're all heading out there. Well, Bertie, are you heading out there? Uh, no, I'm actually going to visit um, the old man this week. You know, going to see my raid the wallet. Lovely neat. My lovely nieces and nephew, and oh, shh, listen here. I can. We've got to keep it a secret, man. But uh, what's mine? Dad's is mine, essentially. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get the funds ready for the tipping comp uh, winning uh, uh, the prize. Oh yeah, Ron, righto. Ron skipped out on the car, so I'm gonna do um, <laughs> probably like a voucher at the new bowling at the new power leagues. But yeah, yeah. Is there any other words we want on Penrith? Do we, oh, there we are. Back to our predictions. So, scoreline, Birdie. And Ooh. first try scorer. Can we do a season prediction too? Yeah, yeah. I'll touch on that after Sweet. we after we just do the so game prediction. 26 to 10 para win. First try scorer. It's got to go with my boy Murata. He's going to run over James Maloney or Cleary, or one of them, and he's going to score. Both of so. them. All both of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah... Um, it's gonna be hard if it, if it's if the storm hits. We're gonna it's gonna be like a it comes down to the kicking game. So hopefully Reed has perfected his kicking. You know I know he's been practicing, but um other than that, yeah, it's gonna be a close game I reckon. But Fergo's gonna help our sets. You know so. Yeah. yeah. Well, just on that background is that um the last three games it's a, the the biggest margin has been ten points and that's where we were up fourteen to whatever it was at half time. So Panthers having the best of the last two, but then we uh, had a win before that. Um, so expecting it to be close probably isn't very far off the mark. Um, Ham. And I, uh, yeah. Oh Ham, did Sorry. you want to give your take? Um. Yeah. Um. Can you go to forty first? I got to think about it. Oh jeez, <laughs> throw me under the bus. <laughs> Jeez, are you Ivan Query or something? No, no, no. Don't call me. Don't, don't. I haven't got the chin. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, if it helps uh, you out, eels are $2.50 outsiders, so um, it's up to you if you want to put some right, money. I'm going to go for a pretty solid win. You know, you always got to start thinking positive. So 28-10, 28-10, 28-14 I'll go. Uh, Sevo first try scorer, Dylan last try scorer. Uh, get the two rookies on the um, on the scoreboard, hopefully. Ham, are you ready, or do you want me to go? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't don't forget, you had a dream about this. You got to. I actually did last night. Um, I dreamt that it was forty to four to Parramatta, but I won't be going that score. Oh, coward! Coward! <laughs> I'll be going thirty-two to nil. Um, oh, we'll, back-to-back we'll, shutouts. Right, yeah, yeah, they've got nothing, Penrith. The the attack will be like Penrith's amount of teeth. Zero. Um, yeah, that was awful. So six, six try scorer, six converted tries and a penalty goal. First try scorer will be Blake Ferguson off a sixty meter run by Tacker. Um, 
Wait, what Ferguson other or Tackett going 60 metres? No, no, no. Tackett's going to run 60 metres. And then you sure this isn't a dream? No, 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 no. This is going to happen. You can, you can, don't bet, don't bet on it because there's no <laughs> point in gambling. Um, gambling's bad and never gamble above your means. Don't even gamble at all. It's, it's silly. Um, but yeah, Tack is going to run 60 metres and then I'm going to pop the ball to Fergo who's going to backflip before he puts the ball down. Okay, well, I've got a low-scoring grinding affair. <laughs> um, oh, you're boring. You're boring. Go away. And I think the the way we've got to win is through that middle forward battle, um, especially with a crafty hooker like Reid Money, who um, seemed to, to be right back in his stride in that last trial match. Um, my first try scorer, just to to uh, throw a cat amongst the pigeons, Timmy Manor off a crash ball, oh. um, breaking the duck egg early in the season, getting off his nudie run. Um, but I'm going to have the final score at eight to four uh, Eels with either two tries or a try and a penalty goal, and Panthers with an unconverted try. Uh, I tell you what, that's an awful goal kick if Timmy Manners score in the first try, <laughs> crash ball over the line, unless we get the penalty goal first. Is that what you're, what you're expecting? Yeah, um, given okay. Panthers' lack of discipline in the trial match, I'll, I'll see if they've worked on it in the last week or two. I'm sure they've tell complained to the officials a lot. <laughs> um, so that match is televised on Channel 9, Fox Sports and Live Pass and don't forget you can get your Fox Sports on KO or there's a couple of other streaming apps people have um, thrown at me apparently there's one for just the NRL um, which isn't the Live Pass um, apparently Fox runs it but I haven't really looked into it it's a bit cheaper um, but in any event and if you want to do better than that, get out to the game live. There's still tickets available, mostly general admission. But um, general admission, you can get those uh, in the bays. It's in between, is it like the 30-metre mark and the goals? Yeah. Something like that. On, on both sides of the field. Yeah, that's right. So um, it's up to you if you want to try and grab those tickets. Uh, those seats, my preference always at Penrith is to, to sit on the hill. I still like a hill. Um, all right, well, let's... Then jump into season predictions. So, Ham, we're down for 12 wins. In, oh, just sorry, that was last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we've all been a little bit humbled from last year. Um, obviously, each... Oh, you just you wait and see. <laughs> you wait. Um, so, obviously, um, each year is an entity unto itself. Um, I've made the case, and I think everybody else on the podcast is we've signed players in areas of need um, but the club uh, sorry the league um, punters at large have us tipped for wooden spoon um, so there is zero expectation on this club this year which uh, certainly can be a blessing um, but it can also be a curse if players sort of you know buy into that lack of um, expectation but I think given who's at the helm of the club uh, in Brad Arthur I, I very much doubt he's going to let them skate through so uh, let's just run through the, the the criteria that's on the season predictions in the discord so where were the Eels finished best signing worst signing um, we don't have to do first player to debut because we know who it's going to be um, how many players will debut this season so we're already going to have two um and then you can run through that list. Have you guys got that list in Discord? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so I'll let you run through that. And, Bertie, if you haven't found it, season predictions. So, Bertie, you're up first. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, when I did mine, I was 
half blotto to do the Penny Terrapo because <laughs> I had um, Dane Ackerflower first debut. But uh, so no, seriously, I reckon we're going to finish seventh, sixth, or eighth. One of them. I don't think it's going to be a massive improvement from last season, but you just it's going to be too hard to crack the top four unless we go unbelievable at home and win every single game at our new stadium. But um, yeah, I'm predicting what what, what would seventh, eighth be like. 15 seven, wins, seven, 16 oh, right. wins. 15 it's wins usually 12, 12, 12 13 no, gets you there. 12 to 13 wins. I'm doing, I'm going to go 14 wins. Yeah. So, um, and probably lose, what, lose one or two games at a new stadium. But other than that, yeah, I'm, it's obviously a big improvement, but I just, it's just too hard to crack the top four, you know, like, okay, we've signed these great players, but Ferguson's our great, our biggest, our best signing. But, um, I think we're like one proper way, from truly being a top four team, you know, maybe a Tapao, maybe Nelson Suffers, Solomon, whatever his name is. So yeah. And given you grabbed it last year, do you still want to go for how many players are going to debut? I've got here. You've got three down. Do you want to change that or? Uh, well, you picked six last year. Uh, you know, I think yeah, we need to get you a parade, Bertie. What complicates <laughs> what complicates things now is the new development rules where you can yeah. play any of your development players after June 30. So that sort of throws a cat amongst the pigeons for this prediction. So have at it. Oh, I'd say probably four, four or five maybe because... No, you got to pin one yeah, so number. Okay. Okay, how about this? How about I just name the players? So we've got Sivo, Brown. I reckon Parry will get a gig. Um, fuck. Sorry. Stefano <laughs> potentially. Yes. Oh, see, I don't know if he made his debut or not. So that's what I'm trying to remember. He, he hasn't. Stefano, he hasn't um, debuted. Celesti. Celesti's gonna. I reckon he's gonna debut and he's gonna go bang. And um, bang. Bill Wade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as he doesn't and, uh, record it, he'll be all right. Yeah. That gets oh, you to five, doesn't it? Um. <laughs> crap. Maybe Dunst- Dunster. Maybe. So that'd be six. So that's scraping the barrel yeah. really there. Yeah. I can't. I, can't, I literally can't see. Oh. Listen here, I'll make a prediction. If Davey makes his debut, I will be dumbfounded because I cannot see this guy playing first grade unless we have a curse and we have like 15 people out because seriously, um, I don't see him making his debut, but yeah, he'll be the worst signing. Okay, Ham. Okay, Ham. Um, I reckon we'll finish fifth, just a one-up birdie there. Um, what are we talking about? How many players to debut? I said six. Um, I probably don't think that many. I reckon five. Yeah, yeah I think five is um, a pretty good number given you can have two in the the first round. Yeah. Um, so I'll go five to to uh, debut for the year, and also here's the, here's the special tip: Dylan Brown and Mike Sivo to battle it out for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Okay, 40. So, hang, on, can, hang on, I'm just going to jump on TAB right now and put so my house on completely it. write didn't them you, off. Didn't you just listen to Ham? He said, don't gamble. No, yeah, exactly see, right. it's not a gamble it's, when you've got exactly, the inside source. Exactly, and exactly, Ham has the inside one. source. It, it's a sure win. It, it wasn't a gamble on the weekend when I put a lot of money on USC to beat Duke in the college basketball, and uh, they did it. So what I'm really That's trying to say is Daddy cleaned up. Don't waste your money on gambling. <laughs> Buy Poskas. Invest in the Posca market. Oh. Okay, 40. Yeah. Um, I'm going big or going home. I'm going for a top four finish. Got Eels coming in at third on the back of the Dylan Hype phone. Uh, you know, might as well have some fun with that one. 
I've got Junior as our best signing, probably just ahead of um, Blake Ferguson, both going to be quality. And obviously Lane's pretty good too. The rookie question's an interesting one. Um, I've, I initially had us down for three. Um, and if I were to qualify that, I'd say I think we promote Ethan Barry to the top 30 at some point. Um, and I would have him, Dylan, and make a Sevo as our top 30 debuts. With the development guys, um, I, I'd say mm, I think that uh, Celestia Vahinga is a good shot post-June 30 at getting a crack. Um, I'm not sure about Stefano. Um, he's out to round nine with the syndesmosis injury. Um, I think they, they sort of just uh, put him in, in not, not put him in cotton wool, but prioritize um, just getting him uh, playing footy against the, the men in the ISP for this year. So um, who else do we have in the development contract there? Um, having a complete brain fight here. That's um, pretty much it. That's it. So yeah, I'd say three three top thirty debuts and um, Fahinga to come from the development uh, post June thirty uh, debut. So make that four or three plus one, however you want to look at it. Not two plus two. No, no, I'm going three plus one. It's an important distinction. Three plus one. And you finished. And I'm done. Is that that's the only predictions I'm making, right? Okay. We're not going for well, signing predictions. Tip, like, well, yeah, you can give you, you can, yeah, you can throw in what you want. Pull one out of the Get bag. On. Dylan Brown to do the um, what's never been done before, the Dally M Rookie of the Year double. The double. There we are. So yeah, if we if we if we're making third on the ladder, he's got to be up there, right? So yeah, uh, Tim. You know, no, Tim has won already. So you know, game over. <laughs> no, Ponga Ponga can finish second place in the Dilly B's. So, there you go. The dilly beef. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'll jump into mine. I think we're going to be in that band, you know, the 6 to 13, um, where it's only uh, two or three games that's Oh, set. no, you made Birdie pick a spot. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, hold exactly, on, hold on. Man. I'm getting to where I'm going to be exactly. I'm just explaining how I'm getting there. So that 6 to 13 band. That's a, a feel goodism, mate. You're generalising, so you can say at the end of the season, yeah, I got that prediction. No, okay, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you a specific spot in a second. I'm saying that 6 to 13 band is where a game or two, a lucky call that gets you into it, um, you know, luck with injuries, is the difference between finishing 6th or finishing 13th and in the bottom four. So I'm going to say we're going to have a bit more luck and we're going to finish 7th, Okay. I'm just saying that's that broad band. So you'd say oh. usually there's this distinction between the top four teams. Then you've got fifth and sixth who are sort of a little bit above. And then seven through 13 are usually, you know, you could flip them. A couple of teams could either make it or not, depending on luck, injuries, and a little bit of form. And then you've got your bottom three or four teams, which are usually pretty trash. Last year was sort of a standout in that the top eight and the bottom eight separated early on and then you sort of had a top three in I would say Roosters, Storm and Souths who were a cut above the other teams Um, but most years and especially this season when there's again been a lot of off um, season trading, players being stood down um, look at those team lists compared to last year, there's a big change and plus as we sort of um, touched on a number of times last year that generational change in the league, I think last year was one of the biggest years for um, experienced players uh, retiring, so it's that generational change um, which I can certainly see being of benefit to the Eels when we're on the front foot bringing our younger guys through, players like Dylan Brown, uh, Salmon. Uh, you've already thrown in there. Nia Corey, he got plenty of reps last year. Oregon Kafusi's already had some uh, 
time in first grade. And then, of course, your, your hooker in Reed Marnie, who you're considering your future number nine. So we've blooded all those players. Well, a lot of those players last year, they've had um, experience in first grade, although it wasn't a great experience, and they'll be rearing to go after another NRL preseason. Um, so I can see us making that top eight, but being sort of below, uh, towards the, the bottom of that top eight. Um, best signing, Junior Paulo. I think that's going to be a tie between Fergo and Junior. I think they're, it's very, it's very close. Yeah, they're, they're two positions of need that we obviously had our motor room last year, especially with the injuries, just wasn't where it needed to be. And then, of course, you can't underestimate that work from the forwards to have um, the 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 backs doing that work to get your set started, so that you're playing against a a broken line or a retreating line. Um, you can't undervalue that because it just gets your roll on, gets your field position, and then from there you build um, and you, you 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 apply pressure. And of course, um, it makes things easier when you've got repeat sets down the other end, uh, playing on the front foot. Um, first player to debut. How do they count it now? Do they count it as? I think it's Sivo is going to be on it. Ham reckons that Sivo is going to be the first debut, but I think it's a tie. Yeah, well, I think if you've got to have them on the list, I think Sivo because he's the jersey number above. Um, yeah, Sivo will get the um, lower player number. So technically he'd be debuting first. Um, players to debut. Um, I'm going to say four. So the ones we've already touched on, of course, Sivo and Dill Brown. Um, then I think there's probably a touch of um, Stefan- uh, sorry, Stefano maybe later in the season, um, if required, or if not, um, you're also going to have a look at uh, uh, Parry potentially later in the season if we need to fill a role at either centre or wing. Um, And then you could potentially even look at, you know, if things turn south, uh, potentially having a look at um, what's our second hooker option who's playing ISP this year. No, no, Kyle's in flags. Oh, Kyle's in flag, is he? Okay. Yeah. Is he expected to play some time in, in um, not ISP, I think Canterbury Cup? I think he'll eventually move up into um, Canterbury Cup. Okay, but, um, maybe, maybe scrap yeah, him for bit... playing some <laughs> some time in first grade then. Uh, so just, potentially Celesi Fyinga, depending on what happens with Mau. Um, then you've also got, uh, what's breakout player? I don't know, it's a... It's a Toss up between Dill Brown, Reed Marnie. Marnie. <laughs> now, rookies can't be breakout players in my books. Breakout players are second year plus players. Rookies are rookies. Okay, so I think that's that's a, a toss up between Reed and and Murata, I think um, both players look uh, rearing to go. Um, biggest win. I don't know. It's tough. Who do we usually play well against? Mind. You've got Manly forty four eight. Manly forty four eight, and that's yeah. in our round twenty five. Yeah, out at Western Sydney Stadium or Bank West Stadium, whatever it's called these days. Parramatta Stadium. Parramatta Stadium, that's it. Jinx. And Dally M, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Dylan will probably be a shoe-in um, for Rookie of the Year because he's got that 5-8 spot on lock. Um, so if the team's... It's a, pretty good, it's a pretty good rookie class, though. you got uh, Bronson Jerry from the Sharks, Lomax from the Dragons. Well, Lomax uh, is a name. They've got that Fijian winger who's um, going to be starting on uh, the yeah. wing because I've just put him into my That's fantasy true. team and um, I don't have him up. Um, do, do you guys think that we could have a seat of origin player um, in our squad this year? Like, I think it's unlikely. Know, do you want to know who, who is the 
<gasps> sequence of events to get there isn't that far fetched, um, but it's not a New South Wales player. Um, Reed Marnie. Uh, Reed Marnie is is if you look at the the heir to the throne, like the line of succession in Queensland hookers. It gets very skinny after Jake Friend and um and McCullough. I know they used Ben Hunt there before, but like it, it's you know it's only a couple of injuries away from you know the talk starting, assuming that he plays well. So if there was a long shot state of origin prospect, I'd say Reed, but that's more of a down the road. I'm thinking thing, I think. uh, Junior, just because you never know if our props, you know, someone might. No, this is some other forwards. They've got yeah, so many so many forwards. Yeah. But don't forget that the. Jack DeBellum might be playing, so that probably shifts. Uh, we won't talk about you, uh, Origin because oh, I don't want to piss off yeah. Ham too much. Um, oh, no, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, but actually, no, it's good that Boo did talk about Origin because it just reminded me um, my actual tip, which I was thinking about the whole time, but it uh, went from my head as soon as I was about to say it, was Dylan Brown will play for Samoa this year. Because Ham and I were talking about this. He's dual eligible for Samoa and New Zealand, so he can play for the minor na- the second-tier nation Because he's uh, Samoa. of Samoan heritage. Oh, crap. So yeah, I reckon... that was my response. was like, oh, Jesus shit. Christ. And that's sorry, that St. George Fijian yeah. winger is Rabalawa. And I saw him Rabalawa. in action a, a little bit. He played in their, um, what was then, ISP team last year. He was very good. Um, all right, well, I think we'll wrap that up about there. Um, so on to Sunday, uh, get out to the ground, bring the, um, the poncho or the, the, the umbrella. Um, but again, fingers crossed for the day. And what will really be important is with such a young team and especially such a young spine is getting those early runs on the board, starting off the season well, because we saw what happened last year in that, you know, six successive defeats and that losing culture sort of uh, wound itself into the fabric of the club and vice versa if you start the 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 journey or the the season sorry uh, on a winning note um, that's going to breed more success especially with such a young impressionable team here's a question for you um, pertaining to teamless Tuesday for other teams it looks like Reese Martin's on the outer under um, Dean Pay would you uh, consider chasing him Nah. I, I would promote no. Fyinga first, I think. He'd want money. Don't, he'd he'd want a, a big contract, don't forget essentially. That you're, you're buying a 85% plus goal kicker. He, well, he was 94% real, last year in first go. grade. He's a, one of the real Achilles heels of our team is that we often score, well, more often than other teams, we'll score in fours instead of sixes. I, I get that, so, but do you put out... So, let's say, if you're wanting him in, you want him in for the majority of the 80 minutes and do you think that's, he, that's he gets payoff, a starting yeah. position over Sean Lane or over Murata yeah. or when Mau comes back potentially over Mau and my response to that would be no and then if you're only paying him on the bench is he going to be better than those other bench second rowers that you've got who can be either Mau uh, Murata or Sean Lane depending on the makeup when Mau comes back He'd probably be at a level of a David Gower, I would say. So I, I think it's just too much. You, you sort of, um, you're not going up. You're just going horizontal. I think you're going backwards. I think he's overrated. I think he's a good player um, if he's playing that 80 minutes um, because that goal kicking option is fantastic. It's just, just take the goal kicking out. He's just an average 
back row. To be honest, it's just I, I, that's my opinion because the goal kicking is obviously going to make him you know ten times one of the best back kick goal kicking back rows. But it's just I think when it, you think of Rismar, you think of the goal kicking percentage. You don't think of the damaging runner. You know, like, I think he's a plug and play what. second row option. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I just think in our case we've got um, a, a fairly good second row, and I don't think he takes players I rate out of that. Lane, I rate Lane over him, to be honest, and, and I was hesitant with, with signing Lane to a three-year deal, but, yeah. That's fair enough. <laughs> All right, did we have anything else to touch on, or um, I think that's just about, you know, go para on Sunday? Yeah, oh, also, um, vaccinate your kids. <laughs> True, and don't go on <laughs> tours of bloody um, Samoa or um, spreading the... the Gospel of anti-vax and essential oils. Yeah. Pro, no, it's pro-disease. Pro-disease, not anti-vax. You're pro-disease. You're pro-harming um, the community. So Yes, go, get go, go have a look at um, people back in the um, early 20th century and iron lungs because they've had polio as kids. Um, you know, yep. it's inhuman and you're a monster if you don't vaccinate your children. 100%. Um, on to plugs. Birdie, where can we catch you on Twitter? <laughs> Um, yeah, Twitter is just Bevan Heaven One. Um, so NFL free agency uh, opened the window opened up today. So a few big signings already. Nick Foles signed a eighty. Yeah, all well, yeah, but this no, is eighty eight million dollars deal. Mister Big Dick, if you believe the rumors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brown yeah, big, big Dick. Yeah. Big dick I liked Nick. how um, when the, when it broke that um, Ian Rappaport, who's an established journal, broke that Brown was off to the Bills. My brother had a heart attack because he thought they were going to lose their first round pick. But, um, yeah, Antonio Brown signed. He went, for, he went for nothing in the end for a third and a fifth, Oh, yeah. yeah. From so, what I understand, Rappaport was like, pretty I'm, much on the on the button and and yeah, the story but, was yeah. that... Antonio Brown's camp. Yeah. As soon as... So, the deal was done between Pittsburgh and um, between the Bills. But when Pittsburgh informed um, Brown's manager... Uh, his manager... Um, at that point, he put the kibosh on it, so... <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And I like how Adam Schefter, who's even... Who I think is the best in the business, who works for ESPN, taking a little sly shot at um, Rappaport, saying there was never a chance, so... <laughs> I like Rappaport. He's actually nice, he's too. Very business. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 40? Well, um, that's it. Yeah. That, that's of, it, really. Yeah. A lot of mediocre players got paid a lot of money this arm free yeah, agency. I'm waiting for that so second pretty, round, actually. So. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly same with Seattle, same with the Packers. That's where you have to try and find value and not lose your comp- uh, compensatory picks and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, I'm just trying to think what else happened. CJ Mosley's still out there. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's any big winners. No, it seems a lot of sort of... Uh, Everybody going horizontal, so yeah, yeah. The the Jets signed a lot of you know a lot of guys, but they're still rebuilding. They're you know a draft or two away from being competitive, assuming that their coaches work out with Gase there. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting heading into the draft. Um, as for what's happening for me, you can always catch me and all the other fellows at TCT um, at thecumberlandfro.com or on Twitter at EelsTCT. Um, we had a uh, well, Penny Trepo's put the, a little bit of a sour on it, but we had a fantastic article this week on Giant Steps and Parramatta's involvement with the um, Autism Spectrum Disorder uh, Special Needs School. 
Um, we've had a lot of our young kids working there um, in a part-time capacity, uh, managing obviously their footballing responsibilities in, in alongside that. Um, and it's a really cool story. Um, you know, Oregon Kafusi, Dylan Brown, Reed Marnie, um, just to name some guys that are in that top 21 this week, have all spent time there. And they're doing some, the school and the players are both doing fantastic things. Um, so if you want to read that article, you can jump online there. Um, if you're interested in donating, we've got a link there as well. I know that there's already been a couple of donations on the back of our article, which is really cool. Um, awesome to be part of that. Um, but aside from that, yeah, you know, we're go time. So there'll be lots of articles in the run to Sunday. So, um, you know, jump on and have a comment. And him? Um, yeah, not much. Just watch my kitchen rules and <laughs> yeah, have fun. Hey, Bertie, how's um, maths going? <laughs> oh, bro, that took a nose dive when that um, that Innes chick uh, left the show. But no, that's yeah. what I, watch no your, I have no rules. idea who you're talking about. But I assume rules. that something something happened. My kitchen for PM. Well, they they moved. Um, <laughs> what 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 team, what what uh, government thing did they move because of the My Kitchen Rules final a couple of years back? There was a, was it a debate or a, I have no idea. Like that? I don't watch they My re- Kitchen Rules. I'm just. I'll just get scrolling through Twitter and see um trending things. So. Bring back Love Island, man. Nothing but nothing good for half-naked men and chicks in bikinis, you know, laying by the poolside all day. Bring what that was back. that? What was that show going going back? What was that show going back years where it was completely inappropriate? They had a girl called a girl. It was a. a Oh, I remember that. Yeah, transgender. Oh, Big Brother. It wasn't Big Brother. It was. I. I know what which one you're talking about. Um, forty. It was a transgender, and they didn't let the two guys know that she was transgender. And then at the end, it was at the peak of the shock reality TV. And at the end, this yeah guy had won a date, and then he found out she was transgender, and he sort of you know uh, you know it's it's up to him if he wants to say yes or no at that point and it's sort of a betrayal um yeah but in any event uh let's move off trash tv um you can catch us at para podcast on twitter <laughs> and forward slash para podcast league is here the countdown is on uh by the time this posted will be wednesday thursday friday saturday four sleeps how good's that rugby league is back and we'll be with you for the next 25 rounds and hopefully beyond that into Just into the um, the final se- series um, massive massive season of league uh, big season uh, in, in Hamish's life coming up new job my wife has a new job and I'll have some other news to drop in the coming weeks uh, weeks um, so moving uh, houses or <laughs> it's uh, not to do with a podcast, um, but what I might do is get us some stickers, oh. actually, and we can just um, uh, say it quietly. Put them on Banquet Yeah, Stadium, instead, of, instead of your Posca's booty, we're going to um, sticker up the place. Um, but other than that, uh, yeah. looking very, very much no, forward not. to we're the uh, uh, first week of league, and then we've, got, of course, got our round six game at Western Sydney Stadium, which is looking fantastic. Um, the the turf is laid. Um, I assume they're putting in the goalpost shortly and marking out the lines. Uh, but that that's not. Which stadium in Western um, Sydney? Parramatta Stadium. It's the only the Western Park Sydney Stadium, home. you know. Well, no, it's not. But it's There's... not our home game. It's the Tigers, apparently. No, yeah, it's not our home game. No, the chick said it's the chick said it's not our stadium. Oh. You know, the, the Tiger chick. <laughs> Come on, Bertie, yes, just yeah. get over it, yeah. okay? Yeah. No, no, screw the Tigers and get stuffed, mate. We're an hour and a half into the 
podcast. I need to go and watch Great British Bake Off. Okay, Bakers that'll wrap us up. Go the Earls. See you later. Bye. Get to the chopper. Letters. We raise our voices to the sky, so